right, everyone. Welcome to the Staying Conscious podcast. Here today with me, I have a guest named Catherine. And uh, welcome, Catherine. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And you're over in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right, cool. And uh, well, I'm over in Sweden. Uh, it's a bit late over here right now, but uh, actually, I love having my podcast during the night because I feel that's the time when I'm the most creative. So um, I feel that this is going to be a really good podcast. And the way that I actually found you on Instagram is through a, a page named My Elite Mastermind. And yes. I saw that you did a sort of podcast over there. I'm actually invited to one of their things. I don't really know what it is. It's, it's like an interview slash podcast thing. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what, why you were there and what you talked about? Sure. So my elite mastermind reached out to me uh, for my page. I've been kind of taking more like a, a riskier life path versus your traditional, you know, go to college and get a job. I'm kind of just mm-hmm. um, fully devoted to pursuing my passion. So uh, one of their page managers reached out to me and they were really interested in that topic and they thought that it would be beneficial for their audience, particularly mm. their younger audience, if we, if they just interviewed me. And yeah, so it's a page, it's kind of like a business entrepreneurial collective and they just are there to support, you know, primarily younger people, but all, people from any age really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in their pursuit to, you know, um, living a life that is true, that true to themselves. Right. Yeah. And they've invited a, a lot of interesting guests as well. And you're yes. obviously one of them. Uh, what, what, why did they find you? What is it that you published on your Instagram that made them curious? <laughs> you know, I, to be honest, I'm not sure. I do have my website listed there. So I, when I spoke with the manager of the page, I asked him, you know, how did you find me? Yeah. But I, he just told me that he had done a little bit of research and saw that, you know, I was in law school for a minute and was working in the industry for another minute and then decided oh. to completely go in a different path. So he was just interested. But I think that he was looking for younger participants for his podcast and not so much people like, for example, I am nowhere near the goals that I want to achieve. I'm just starting out. So I think that he was looking for people who are just starting out, but who could kind of collectively support Mm. one another in their rise to accomplishing their goals. Because what we always see on social media, especially is, you know, this air of perfectionism and everyone is already at their end goal. Like you never see anyone who is in the middle of reaching that goal or in the beginning. So I think the purpose of that page and perhaps I really don't know, but perhaps why he reached out to me was because he's looking for people who, you know, are not perfect and they're just starting out. But the, the important thing is that they're, they're taking action and they're doing it. Yeah, so it's kind of like they want people who are in the process of reaching their ultimate vision or whatever you want to call it, I guess. And uh, that's a very interesting uh, time as well. Well, honestly, I think that's a a process. The process never ends, really, no matter how how far you reach, because you always set different Mm -hmm. standards for yourself, etc. But actually finding people who are in the midst of the process of... um, you know, where they face a lot of difficulties because they don't have many, perhaps many people who support them 
Uh, they don't really have the resources. And so they have to discover those things for themselves. And the interesting question then is, how do you actually find the resources to take you to where you want to be? Uh, and I guess right. maybe that's why those type of people are interesting to talk to because they actually, they, they have the, the entire emotion behind it and they, they really, they're really passionate about it. So you told me that you went to law school. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. I did a program to receive a certificate in conflict management. So uh -huh. technically I can legally mediate and my certificate was also for negotiation as well but traditional law in terms of litigation I cannot do because I don't have a JD right. but my original plan was to complete my JD after graduating undergrad and I decided you know I landed a really great job and it would have paired really compatibly with uh, you know my JD program and then I just uh -huh. decided last minute that you know now while you're young it's it's the time to just I mean, again, like I'm speaking from a perspective of a young person, but at any age, I really don't think it matters what age you are. Mm -hmm. But I just had to come to the difficult decision that that was really not being true to myself. And I decided yeah. to pursue something that perhaps maybe my family or friends don't agree with. But, you know, it's something that I know that when I wake up, you know, one day and I'm 60, I'm not going to regret doing that. Right. And I, I guess regret it if I didn't do it. Right. Of course. And of course, now I'm curious, what is it that you are really passionate about and what is it that you want to do? Yes, I'm passionate about storytelling. I really like acting and directing. Mm -hmm. And so I have had a couple job career experiences working you know, um, with the State Department via some fellowship programs. And then I also worked um, at some really, really well-known, like, rehabilitation or treatment centers. So things regarding more like diplomacy or politics or healthcare, uh -huh. um, you know, career paths that would have provided seemingly secure um, compensation and lifestyles and everything, things of that matter. Mm -hmm. But the acting is a whole nother different world because you really do commit to a starving artist life for the beginning. Yeah. And it really has put me so far out of my comfort zone because I'm definitely, um, I have an, a, I have a personality of like an, an achiever type. And yeah. so I really like achieving things. And, you know, I was always that good student in school. So mm. this is just a complete, different contrast to yeah. <laughs> all of that um it's been really exhilarating it's very lonely but oh. it's fulfilling because I'm you know I may not be where I have in mind to be one day but I right. you know yeah you, you never know uh, really yeah. I mean what what is your goal is it like to star in like big Hollywood movies or is it something else yes yeah, so I remain open and flexible I really do have a passion for acting. I've been acting since I was four years old. Um, I also really love directing as well. So really anything where I can contribute to storytelling in general, uh -huh. my goal more specifically is to become an, an actor professionally working on, you know, big name projects. And then at some point I would like to switch towards directing or perhaps even own house. Something yeah. along those lines.
Yeah. Right. And maybe, I don't know, where are you from? You're not, are you from L.A.? I'm originally from the East Coast, and okay. I've been in L.A. for five years. All right. But you're in the, well, you're in the right place, I'd say, <laughs> in that case. Yes. <laughs> it's funny, actually, when I was younger, uh, I think I was around, like, 13 or something, I wanted to be an actor. And, uh, yeah, actually, w one of my first teachers that I had, she told me that I should be an actor. Uh, and for, I, I don't know, from that place, what she told me, I was like, all right, maybe I should be an actor. I'd, I never knew why, but from that on, point on, I just wanted to pursue it. Uh, but the thing is that, like, to become an actor in Sweden, it's a very, I, like, I don't know really much about the process, but it's, like, extremely difficult to be a well-known actor. So I guess that dream kind of faded out. But I don't think that's something that I really would suit out to be because I guess it's a very difficult profession isn't it yes and it really is a path of self-discovery as well you learn so much about yourself because you are your own instrument and you become the business that you are selling in terms of you know yeah. um, to directors or casting directors like you know it, it you're not selling a product like you are the product and mm. so in that pursuit, you learn so much about yourself, you discover a lot. And it's very interesting. Um, it's also very beautiful in a lot of ways as well. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you have to really know yourself, you know, in order to express yeah. yourself in the potential roles that you have to play when you're acting. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a very, it seems very difficult, but it seems very, um, I mean, I've seen some plays, like live plays, for example. And, um, well, I love watching movies, but watching live plays for me sometimes is, is really cool because it's like you see an entire world in a person, the way that they express themselves, you know, through their personality, their persona that they have really, that they have practiced to be and to play out. And you, you see this entire world behind it. Um, what, what do you think is the most, you mentioned beautiful there, what do you think is the most beautiful thing about being an actor? Mm, I would say at this point in my career, I think one of the most beautiful things I have witnessed is reaching a point of self-discovery so far that you are able to then give up yourself to embody another character and perhaps give a voice to a character that doesn't have a voice in mm -hmm. sharing the story or whatever the circumstance may be. I think that's really beautiful to completely just be able to embody an experience of an entirely different human being and, right. you know, make an impact on an emotional and collective level. Right. Yeah. That, that was a really good statement right there. Um, but the uh, process of becoming a character or uh, learning about a character, how does that work? Is it like you get a script and then you have to know this character that you're going to play and you're kind of like you have to almost pretend to be that character in advance or how I don't really know. <laughs> you have to explain for me how it works. Sure. We're, um, well, there are several different techniques for approaching like a character and just acting in general. But I would say the technique that I usually use is more aligned to method acting. So that mm -hmm. would be 
like if I had a character who was a gamer, for instance, and I don't play video games, then I would spend time researching video games, you know, learning how to play a video game, things like that, where I can really kind of get in the the thinking space of that character and just kind of try to understand, you know, why are they playing video games? Are they wanting to fulfill some need that they aren't receiving, you know, elsewhere from other characters or something like that? You just kind of, I think everyone has a different approach and I'm not sure that mine is correct for many people, but it certainly works for me. And the only way that I have been able to make sense of it is if I completely fully try to just, you know, take on what they experience, if that makes sense. And for example, many, much of what you see in film or television is maybe if you compile everything in like a a 30 minute episode the characters probably only talk for a total of two minutes or something like that because it's it's so Mm -hmm. much more about their actions and their facial expressions and yeah how they're able to emote emote you without words so I think a lot of times when I get a script I do have to invent or imagine other circumstances that would fill in the holes that the script isn't giving me Wow. Yeah, that's not, that's a very interesting perspective. I mean, maybe you mentioned that you're not sure if it's the right approach. Maybe there is no right approach. Yeah. Maybe it's just about like it's maybe it's a very personal thing as well. Um, but I wonder in in this um, process that you're going through now. Um, I mean, I don't know how far you've come really uh, compared to your ultimate vision. But what would you say? has been the biggest learning experience so far in your career? Hmm. Wow. Off the top of my head, I would say learning to trust myself has been overarchingly the, the biggest breakthrough experience that I've had because for so long I was looking towards other people, my friends, family, society, professors, colleagues for you know what should I do should I do this and to be honest all of them have had really incredible intentions and I know that they have all cared about me but sometimes their intentions are sometimes their advice is not you just kind of know you have an inner knowing that it's maybe not like while they mean well it's really not in your best interest because only you know that Mm -hmm. so I think arriving to kind of bringing that up to the conscious level of like, okay, I've had this in my gut for forever that I've been wanting to pursue acting or whatever career you want to pursue. But I've kind of been lying to myself for the past four years while I was in school. Mm. Uh, Just that process of like bringing it from the subconscious up and just like, (laughs) just facing it and just realizing like you have everything you were born with everything that you need to succeed in this life right whatever way that you want to succeed so just really trusting yourself and empowering yourself wow that's that's really cool and i I wonder what do you think is the best because i mean some people they never really discover truly what they are like who they are and what they should be doing, like what would they really excel at and what would they really love to do? And they just trust what everyone else says. They just do what everyone else says. And just because of fear, perhaps, or just because they don't really trust themselves, 
Um, but how do you think that you actually discover or at least see the spark in that there is something to discover about yourself? Where does that come from? Because I personally like to believe that life always has a way for you that's already like, like preset almost. It's just right. about tuning in to that right frequency to be in harmony with what you do. And if you're not happy, that means that there is something that's off balance, obviously, and you're not on the right frequency. But what do you think is that trigger that really helps people realize what they should be doing or what they really want to be doing or who they are authentically? Sure. I think it, again, varies for everyone. For me personally, it was an incredibly powerful but also traumatic event that happened in my life that made me just completely uh, be forced to come to terms with, you know, how I want how do I want my life to be from this moment forward? Sometimes it's a breakthrough experience like that or a near death experience or somebody close to you, something happens. Like sometimes it is, is an experience that is so shocking, but I think the beautiful thing is you do not have to go through or wait for something like that to hit you. God, I mean, God willing, I hope that it doesn't, but a lot of times people awaken to their purpose or they, finally say to themselves, no, I'm going to give myself a chance because something like that happens. But the beautiful thing is you don't have to experience that to be living. And that ties back into what you just said about this intersection between what is perhaps fate or destiny and Mm. and a person's free will, because you can have a, you know, you can have this feeling like, you know, there's a bigger purpose for me in life. And I feel that it's like fate or destiny. But Mm. if your free will is saying, okay, I'm fighting this feeling in my gut, and I choose to turn the other way. And I'm just gonna go do what my mom and dad tell me anyway. Mm -hmm. That's a person's free will. And that's probably the most powerful thing. So yeah, true. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they don't have to follow their gut feeling either you know there's nothing that says that you need to find your purpose when when i talk to people about discovering their life purpose i mean they're kind of lucky if they do because you're not really i mean society i don't want to get all political and stuff but some sometimes you need a period in your life where you do things that you don't want to do that's just the way it is and everything does not have to suit your purpose and it does not only have to suit yourself. Um, it should also be, you know, life should be an experience of ups, ups and downs, obviously. So like you said, it's, it's extremely personal the way that you find it. And I guess people who experience something traumatic, I don't know if I experienced something traumatic like to know what I want to do. It was more like a natural process. But people who do, perhaps they're in a state of mind where they start to realize that I don't, perhaps I don't have that much time left here. You know, life is very relative and I can never know what happens. So I should be living the way that I want to be living. And perhaps from there on, they start to discover more about their purpose and what they want to be doing. Uh, But really interesting uh, point of view right there, I think. Yes. And I completely agree with you on that. And I just, I also would say I see a lot, especially in those around me, people do not give themselves a chance. And they say the biggest thing that holds people back, I think, is because they don't know 
what they want to do. Like maybe right. they're working a certain job and in their head, they know that this job is not fit for them, not right for them, or they're mm. in a relationship and they know that that person's not right for them. Yeah. They, they already made the first step in acknowledging, but now they don't know what to do. And that inhibits them from taking any other action. Mm. Whereas if they were my friend, I, or if it, I mean, it came to a point where I was just telling myself, well, you don't have to know every single next step that you're doing. You, I mean, right. now that I'm at this point, I look back and I'm like, well, to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing when I started and I've like progressed like 10 steps and yeah. somehow, somehow it's came through sometimes, somehow it has happened the way that it is supposed to happen. So right. I think people need to give themselves a chance. Exactly. And when they actually discover like perhaps what they want to do, so, you know, if they actually have the power to start taking those action steps, because the first step usually is the most difficult, at least the first big step can be the most difficult. Um, but if they have perhaps a proper mentor or someone who actually motivates them to pursue what they want, they mm -hmm. should be able to take that step. And I mean, that's why really I got into personal development because I wanted to help people to do what they really want to do in life. Because I started to, um, I, I talked to many people. I was living in Korea back then. And um, I, I talked to many young people over there who always, you know, they never really did what they wanted to do because over there it's like very structured, very disciplined. You should do this, you shouldn't do that. It's a bit more conservative perhaps than the Western world. Um, and I could see that some of them, they had this passion for what they really wanted to do, but they did not do it because of all the excuses in their minds. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why does, it ha does this happen? Why? What are those excuses? How can we prevent those excuses? Or how can we go over them as if they're like an obstacle to us? And that's really how I got involved with the whole coaching and self-help thing. So um, that, that's an extremely important point to take that first step and knowing that even if you do it, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, if you, exactly. have a f if you have fear of loss, what is it that you're really losing? Because we're always thinking about the worst case scenario anyways. And usually, usually the worst case scenario does not happen. And it so, so we, don't, we don't really have to fear anything. Right. And there was a quote that I read the other day that said, you, we suffer more in the imagination than we do in reality. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's very true. And, and r exactly, it's, it's always in the mind. I mean, sure, <laughs> we have fear. I mean, we need fear in our life. But the unnecessary fear that's in our mind, that really prevents us from doing what we want to do. And if we can fix our minds, if we can use our minds the right way, then we can start to see some growth as well. Right. And sometimes, I mean, I know, even in my personal life, a couple people that they they know that the situation they're in is not right for them. But th at the same time, they don't know, they have not yet found their purpose. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's like even a step where they are choosing to stay in their situation, because they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they're passionate about even. So right. I'm interested in how do you help those people find mm. their passion and come to just, you know, giving themselves a chance to discover that. Yeah. I mean, 
in a case like that, I, I, are you familiar with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, by the way? Yes. Right, of course. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so um, usually if a person is in a situation in their life that's like totally shit where they don't like anything in their life and they, everything sucks and they're so miserable, blah, blah, blah. Then always focus on the most basic things. What is the thing that's really preventing you right now from being happy? That's the first question. And if they realize that perhaps they should move out from their, uh, from the current town they're living in, do that. If they should get new friends, do that. Those very basic first steps are the most important. And once the basics are met, when they are, their financial uh, life is in order, when their relationships are in order, when they feel like they are in a life where everything is quite comfortable, you know, they don't have to worry too much about their survival, then right. they can take that next step, you know, go like more higher consciousness and then start to explore their higher purpose. Uh, but I think that many people perhaps miss out on those basics sometimes. Uh, and there, perhaps there's always something bothering, bothering them in the back of their minds, and so they cannot really escalate further with their higher purpose. But I think that in order to find your higher purpose, you have to try many, many things. You, you can never really know. I mean, some people, they're lucky from, a, uh, you know, from a, an early age to discover what they really want to do, and they stick to that, and they become really good at it. Some people, they don't know, just like you said, and those are the people who have to step out of their paradigm or comfort zone, whatever you want to call it, in order to see that there is something out there that could perhaps make their life even better. Perhaps they get scared about it and they retreat back to, to their old patterns or they see that there is some other form of happiness that comes to them and they see like, wow, this is, th I've never discovered this before. I've never experienced this before. Perhaps this is something that I could be doing. And they start exploring that path and if it works for them, and if, the, it may, it, if it meets their needs and their values, then perfect. They can continue doing that. And perhaps there could be some other purpose that's suitable for them, but maybe not in this lifetime. <laughs> you know, maybe, right. maybe, maybe that path that they, they chose to actually walk was the right one for them during that time. And then later in life, if they discover something else, they will. But in order to make those... Uh, uh, let's call it luck or chance or whatever, to make the luck better, we have to use our minds and we have to develop ourselves and become more healthier, you know, physically and uh, mentally and everything. And I think then we have the, get the best resources to actually uh, move forward. Yeah. I, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> Got kind of <laughs> lost. <laughs> yes, and there are so many factors as well because then we have this thing as a society where we really like to put people in boxes and we really like to say, oh, they're a lawyer. They're the person yeah. that works at the coffee shop down the street. They're, you know, so-and-so's brother. And it's like, mm. well, one person can possess so much depth and so many layers. Mm -hmm. They can be passionate about being a lawyer, but also own, you know, a business on the side or also be, I mean, we, we are just so we have so many dimensions to us as yeah. humans. And I think the important thing in terms of self-development is to also not put yourself in a box where, okay, I want to pursue acting. Now I have to just do acting and I just have to be this one identity. But how do you, right. how can we get to a point where we feel comfortable and at peace with perhaps, 
you know, if I, I understand that the needs have to be met, there are certain survival needs that are just, you know, not disputable Mm. and that you need to meet. But at the same time, if there's anything that we've learned with what is going on right now in the current world events and the current um, public is that everything is subject to change and we really have very little control. Mm. So I can put loads of effort into wanting to make sure that I have these certain needs met and mm-hmm. act out of fear to make sure, okay, well now I have to live here because I can't afford this. Now I have to get this job because I can't afford to pursue my passion, mm. etc. But I mean, at the snap of some fingers, everything can just blow up in your face. And then, you know, you say to yourself, well, I might as well have done what I wanted mm-hmm. to do in the first place. Cause everything is subject to change. Right. That's exactly. That's also very true. And I guess that boils down to the mindset that we have when we actually pursue things. I mean, we can pursue our higher purpose and at the same time worry about our bills. Of course we can. Right. I mean, that's, uh, that's human. That's, that's a part of nature. We always want to survive. We always want to meet our lower needs. We shouldn't focus on those things. You know, we shouldn't make that right. our highest priority as in, I need to always pay my bills because then we will have to focus on that and that's going to become our life and we're always going to mm-hmm. be struggling and we're not going to have the time or even the, you know, the energy to start focusing on something bigger. So we have to know when to move on and we have to know how to be flexible as well. And, uh, you know, like you said, we put people in boxes all the time. That's very mm-hmm. true. And if we look at perhaps a person who we might think is lower than us because that very toxic mindset exists, then we have, to under- we have to see the bigger picture of the person. We can never know who a person really is unless we actually know them. And that boils down to values as well. But unfortunately, society perhaps has not evolved to the point where we stop seeing you know, just the, the surface of things. Thank you a lot, Catherine, for wanting to join this podcast. And um, I hope that you've learned a lot as well, because I certainly have. And I think you've been a really good guest. So thanks a lot. Yeah. And uh, everyone listen. By the way, do you have anything to say as an end or? Oh, well, I just want to thank you for inviting me on here. And the biggest takeaway I would say is give yourself a chance at life and just know that you're not the only one who is perhaps making a riskier or you know, contra the norm decision. So right. just know you're supported on a collective level. Nice. That's a good one. And if people want to follow you on your journey, where do they, where should they find you? Sure. The best way is my website, Kate with the C Chapman.com or on Instagram, Catherine with the C underscore Chapman. All right, cool. All right, guys, go follow her and um, remember to stay conscious, stay tuned, and I'll see you soon with more. Thank you.